This, this is Forces Sport. Sport. Hello and welcome to the programme with me, Kath Brazier and Julian Evans. We've got more Commonwealth Games build up for you this week. Jules has been on the judo mat with two British Army judokas who will be representing their respective countries in Birmingham. Here's a taster of what's to come. Just pride. Great, immense pride to have made it this far. I mean, it feels fantastic. That's Sarah Hawkes, who'll be competing for Northern Ireland, a previous guest on the show, of course, and she'll be joined by Victor Ahavia, who'll be representing Ghana. You shouldn't be scared of joining the military. You shouldn't be scared of not doing any sports. There is a lot of sports. But remember, take judo, take the army, and you'll be okay. <laughs> a couple of real characters there um, this week, Jules. You spent time with them. Um, I know you've seen Sarah a couple of times, and she's been battling with injury. But it's her, her first Commonwealth Games, whereas Victor, of course, took part in Glasgow in 2014. Yeah, Victor's been around the block. I don't want to say yeah. that in a bad way, but he's... he's We've said that and got in trouble before. So yes, he's an, he's an experienced athlete. So, but, but the crucial thing is here, he's put on a bit of timber. Whereas yeah, last time 10, he was... 10 kg, isn't it? Yeah, which is, which is a lot, especially in judo terms. Yeah. So, whereas before he was a 90, now he's a 100. So a tall order for Victor. And whilst he's had some competition, he's probably not had as much as he wants. So... Good luck to him and Sarah as well. As you mentioned, she's had a little niggle, a little knee injury. Not that I want to give anything away to her opponents, <laughs> where to target, but she's she's a Don't confident athlete. Don't tell them athlete. which knee. Yeah, she's a confident athlete. She'll go out there and, and she'll prove herself and do her country proud. So looking forward to seeing both of those guys perform. And if you stay listening to us, you can hear all about them later. Yeah, and we've got a full list here of the Forces athletes to watch over the next fortnight in Birmingham. Now, if Victor's in the 100kg category, will he be? is there a chance he could face Chris Sherrington? Because I think he's 100kg as well, isn't he? I, I, and the, this is where I was coming from. The difference between Chris's physique, who, when he enters a room... A large man. Yeah, the, the room sort of goes a bit dark. Shrink, it shrinks. Um, whereas Victor is more compact mm. and a strong guy. So it'll be interesting to see. I haven't seen the draw no. for, for either athlete, but um, Sarah does give a little bit away that she has an idea of who she will be contesting yes. against in that opening round. So they can do a little bit of homework, which is crucial. Well, it sounds like there's, I mean, you'll hear more on this later in the programme, but there's video analysis on all those athletes that you could possibly face. So, um, but that is generally for everywhere. So there's obviously video of Sarah as well. So her opponents will have that um, advantage. She's fighting in the 78 kilo category. Victor, as we we said in the in the hundred kilo, um, and as I said, he'll um, he'll be he, well. There's a potential he could be up against Royal Marine Chris Sherrington, who's competing for Scotland. Another couple of Scottish athletes, um, including the forces athletes list, is sixty kilo boxer Meg Reed. She's from the army. Plus, para powerlifting athlete and army veteran Mickey Yuljules, who we've spoken to on many an occasion. You know, an, an Invictus athlete, a Commonwealth Games athlete, a, a, a sort of seasoned one as well. And an Olympic medal, or par, sorry, Paralympic medal, yeah. Paralympic yeah. medal winner. So yeah, he's he's. I mean, if there's anything to know about sport, his sport, it's it's Mickey. He knows an awful lot about it. So we shall have to see how he how he gets on. It's it's powerlifting, isn't it? I always say weightlifting, which is completely different sport. I get told. Well, off. It, it comes up under GB weightlifting, but the para para side of things, it it gets called powerlifting. It's just yeah. um, slightly different because it's it's different machinations because they're they're strapped to the table in some occasions mm. and stuff like that. But other um, other athletes remaining um, in athletics, Arnie Rogers, he'll be doing 
the marathon he'll be running for Gibraltar and also the RAF's Luke Pollard of course who's a guide for visually impaired triathlete and favourite for the title no pressure um, Dave Ellis so um, yeah good, good luck to there. that to that pair yeah keep an eye out yeah, yeah. handful of seven um, yeah. I, I don't want to do a shopping list I'm not going to tell you where to see them and what time but um, you know I'm sure you've all got half a brain between yourselves so if you could uh, look that up and, and support rude. our That's very men and women in Birmingham 2022 that would be great it was the inter-services standard distance triathlon last week in the New Forest now I've done some very bad research this morning. All the results I know are that the Army women won the overall title and that Royal Marine Sam Wordley won the men's title for the second year running and the Royal Navy vets won their competition. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion the RAF did well, but I promise you I cannot for life of me, Jules, find the results anywhere. This well, is I'm, one of these. Two, it's not, not on the BBC, is it? So. I'm not going to contest. I'm not going to contest <laughs> anything here. I, I think that the Army featured Kath Baker. Yes, their, the women's title, yes. Who has made the transition from swimming. At the same time, she's been doing her nursing exams, you mm. know, nursing degrees. So to have the time to dedicate yourself to triathlon, one of the toughest sports, and of course, get your head in the books and everything else that, that mm. comes with being a nurse, fair play to her. So, uh, and she's and just well, been well accepted on the task scheme as well, hasn't she? The ta- and, um, well, talented athlete scheme. Well, it's all yeah. happening in, in your yeah, life, Kath. Kath Baker so, as well. <laughs> so so well, well done to you, Kath. And well done to everyone who took part. New Forest, nice part of the world. Do some really nice ice creams down that way. Probably didn't get a chance to stop off with a try. you know, when you're doing they the They probably triathlon. all melted by the time they were finished, to be honest, but, in that heat. Um of sad news in a way, Jules, um, Chris Murray, uh, army cyclist, um, she started her epic journey um, from Land's End on Saturday morning. She wanted to reach John O'Groats in 51 hours to break the current record of cycling. That should be clear. She's not walking or running. The current record stands at 51 um 51 hours, 5 minutes and 27 seconds. But sadly, the weather um, has thwarted her attempt. Her team put this update on Twitter this morning. Overnight, the weather has been absolutely awful. Torrential downpours and as a result, very cold temperatures have taken their toll on Chris. Her and the team have made the brave but very sad decision to conclude her attempt. She ended at Doorknock Bridge. So she was still on schedule, but um, yeah, her she her attempt has been thwarted again. Because I believe you said she she's done it. She's tried to do this before. I, th- I thought I thought she had, but mm. yeah, a soggy lycra is not a nice thing to be wearing, <laughs> especially when the winds in your face and the rains in your face. Yeah, I think, I'm not. I'm not talking from experience. I've just seen <laughs> drenched individuals out there on their bikes, not looking from happy. where, to, from whence you watch on your sofa, Jules. Um, but yes, uh, sad for Chris Murray, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that she'll try that again. Um, wheelchair rugby. Um, Stu Robinson, um, ex RAF, who obviously represents GB, and they are the Paralympic champions. They've been out at a Tri Nations tournament in Alabama, where they played three matches against Canada and the USA. Uh, some really, really close matches in there. And in the end, all three teams finished on equal points. And they're looking ahead to the coordinations tournament announced for September. That's taking place in Cardiff, where the G- where GB team will face France, Germany and Canada. And finally, Jules, some great news in pentathlon. Army athlete Karenza Bryson is going to represent Great Britain. That's right. At the world champs, the senior world champs this year. So she was involved in a number of World Cups earlier on in the season. 
and she was getting some top 10 placings, which is fantastic. Young athlete, she does all her pentathlon at Bath, but at the same time, she's doing medical studies to be a doctor. So mm. she's, she's another person who's got her head in the books and juggling a sport that has even more sports involved in it, pentathlon. So, Amazing. you know, a few more than triathlon, but well done <laughs> to her. So she will be out there uh, competing for GB. It's her, it's her debut in the, world, in the Senior World Championships. So we wish her well. It's out in Egypt, in amongst the pyramids and all, all the other things. So Excellent. quite, quite pharaoh way, pharaoh, <laughs> mm. quite, quite some way away. You are normally so clean on those things. That was a. Do you mm. want another go? No, pharaoh way. It, it's quite a pharaoh way distance. Anyway. Well, look, thank you for listening. I'm Kath Brazier, and I'm here with Jules Evans. And Jules, if you'd like to introduce our guests for this week. Ah, it's a chance for us to return to the upcoming Commonwealth Games. They're about to start. Birmingham 2022. I know it's the sporting event that if you're <laughs> up there in, in the Midlands, a chance for you to go and see and enjoy. But uh, we've got some we've got some forces athletes taking part. British Army judokas Sarah Hawks and Victor Ahavia will both be taking to the mat, but representing different countries. Sarah is so proud to be competing for Northern Ireland and says this feels like a home games for her because her friends and family will be able to come and watch. And she recently won bronze at the European Open in Romania and has battled injury to get fit to compete in Birmingham. It was fantastic. It was an international open, uh, a continental open. So there was fighters from all around the world. Um, and basically it gave me some world ranking points um, as well as it was a good confidence boost before going into the Commonwealth Games and to come away with a medal was absolutely fantastic. You've been hampered somewhat with injury this season so to pick up a medal as you did yeah. it's done you the world of good going into a major tournament the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. As I say, massive confidence boost. I mean, for me, I sort of went in there, you know, I've had a little bit of problems with my knee and that, um, I'm working through that. Um, but to go in sort of with the expectation of hoping to give a good performance, but to then come away with a medal was just fantastic. Absolutely alleviated. We shouldn't dismiss how important it is for an athlete to have that winning mentality. You know what you have to do on the eve of a competition. So, you know, what are you expecting then ahead of the Commonwealth Games? And, and how can you use what you've just achieved in Romania to, to then put that into practice? Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of uh, preparation that goes into before we fight. Um, so, you know, I've already had a look at the draw, who I will be fighting first. You know, I've done a bit of research into who my opponent will be and what she prefers to do, shall we say, on the mat, and sort of looking into what I can do to combat that and to give the best performance I can. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of groundwork, a lot of preparation beforehand and sort of research done before we actually even step on the mat. Looking at the Commonwealth Games draw, do you know much about your opponents? Can you do your homework on your fellow competitors? Yes, we can to an extent. Obviously, we can't prepare for everything, uh, but we can look on the International Judo Federation website. There's videos and things on there of them competing, as there is of myself. Uh, and we can take a look, see what their sort of pattern is, what their sort of skill set is, and work off that as to what might be good skills to use on the day. When the call came through that you'd been called up for Northern Ireland, what were the emotions, what were the feelings going through you? 
I mean, when I was officially told, it was just, it, you can't even describe it. The feelings are just immense. You know, and I think the special thing about it is, is the Commonwealth Games is the only tournament where I specifically get to represent Northern Ireland, whereas any other time I'm competing internationally is for Great Britain. So it's actually nice to get to represent my wee country, as it were, uh, Northern Ireland. It's a really lovely feeling. And of course, you will be representing the army as well, and that gives gives you an awful sense of pride. Oh, fantastic! I mean, the army has been a great support throughout, uh, particularly my unit, 156 Provost Company. Uh, you know, I have just received nothing but positive support and throughout. You know, both financially and you know, just constantly checking in in the unit, making sure I'm doing well, and congratulating me on results and things. A small number of military athletes going this year, but you know it's a, it, almost a home games. I know perhaps not for Northern Ireland, but for the United Kingdom, it's yeah. a home games, an, an opportunity for friends, family to come and cheer you on. And I think that's the the nice thing about it. You know, as lovely as it would be to go somewhere exotic and, and miles away, you, you won't get the same support from the crowd, and you won't have your family maybe being able to be there, depending on the distance. But the great thing is, you know, my family can all make it. You know, my friends can make it, and and they'll all be able to actually see me in action on the day. I don't want to put a full stop on your career, but is this your swan song, do you think, or do you think you'd like to keep going with judo? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I sort of, at the minute, I think if one thing COVID has taught me, it's to take it one competition at a time and one day at a time, really. Uh, so at the moment, you know, uh, this is probably the biggest event I've done so far, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Beyond that, I'm hoping to continue at least for another little while. Hopefully my body will hold up for that. Uh, but, you know, I'll definitely sort of take it as it comes. You know, health comes first. So if injury gets worse or anything like that, that, that would obviously put a stop to it. Of course, you train out of the Camberley Club. It's got a fantastic reputation. Lots of internationals use this facility. So what's it like coming here and strutting your stuff alongside some fellow internationals? Yeah, it makes you. Uh, yeah, it, it makes you very humbled. I'll say that there's some fantastic players here. I mean, there's you know Olympians on this mat, you know, and you know players that have fought at the Worlds, uh, people that have won several international titles, European titles. You know, I, I mean, it's just the best place really to train, and it's been given the status of a Commonwealth training centre as well. And we have athletes from all over the world uh, that train here. You know, you've got New Zealand, Jamaica, all train here, as well as obviously British players. The British military have enjoyed medal-winning success in this sport at the Commonwealth Games over the years. What's the appeal, do you think, for servicemen and women to take to the mat with judo? I think the great thing about it is, is it's got great transferable skills and that, you know, it teaches you uh, robustness, discipline. So it's, it's a great set of skills that you can use both in the sport as well as in your job. Uh, and, you know, it's got a great social life as well. You know, you meet new players at your club. It becomes a bit of a family, really, and I think that's what's really nice about it. So just looking at the tournament proper in Birmingham, do you know which day you get underway and, and do you know who it's against? So I'm fighting on the 3rd of August. Um, my first fight is against Kenya. Do you know much about your, your Kenyan rival? I have seen her in action whenever I was fighting in Africa last year. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get to fight her, but I have seen her in action. So I've been able to do a little bit of homework on her. Yeah, one wonders then, do you, are there sort of moves, holds and things that you think, right, I can use that, I've got this in my armour, that's at my disposal, this might work against this athlete, is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll obviously take the time beforehand to sit down, as I say, watch videos, you know, and from me having seen her as well, look at what she does and sort of thinking, how can I combat that? How can I deal with that? Or what can I do initially to get the dominant lead on my opponent? And going into this, you know, when you hear the anthems and you see your flag fluttering around, what will, be, what will your uh, prime emotion be, I suppose, when all of this happens? Just pride. 
great immense pride to have made it this far. I mean, it feels fantastic. Good luck to Sarah. I tell you what, she's just got engaged. So a happy time Aww. for her. I just hope that when she takes to the match, she takes that little bit of shiny bling off because <laughs> it's a it's a big one. It could do a little bit of damage to her to her opponent. I'm pretty sure that's in the rules. No jewelry. Well, alongside Sarah, we've also got another army athlete. This is Victor Ahavia. Victor will be representing Ghana, where he started doing his judo as a wee eight-year-old. Not that long ago, I'm sure. <laughs> we. A, a we. A we. A we, laddie. And he can't wait to wear the badge of his country once more. But also, he's keen to represent the army and to show other Commonwealth athletes what is possible in the British military. I think it's all about learning curves and then the experience is, is different level because you think you can make it and you're thinking of your weight category, you're thinking about the players and the experience will make you have the belief that now you are back again and you're going to try again. You know, trying is not about just thinking about not making it but trying to develop as much as you can from every tournament that you go to. Of course, back then, you were a little bit lighter. You were competing at 90. You've put on an extra 10K, so you're competing at 100 kilograms this time around. What are you expecting now that you have bulked up a bit? I think I'm going to be very smart, very quick. You know, um, 100 kilos, they are very smart, very quick. But I think moving from 90 kilograms to 100, I have a, a way of making it to the next level, really. Now, you've been away from the judo scene for a little while because of the pandemic, so there's a lot to factor in this time around. You had your hopes set on, on going to the Olympic Games in Tokyo in 2020, but that didn't happen again because of the pandemic. That, that, that was very, uh, you know, it was really disappointing. Pandemic came in, COVID hit everywhere. Point scoring changes, um, all the points that I built have to be changed because uh, we have last minute competition to try and qualify for it and then someone else won a medal, so which means all the point that you built is just gone and it was really heartbreaking. But as a sportsman and a soldier, you always have to remember you are fit to be back. So I'm back again. So you took all that on board. You had to take it literally quite on the chin, as they say, and regroup, regather. And now you're going into this Birmingham Games. I'm guessing there's a little bit more about you, not just obviously in size, but mentally you want to prove yourself on the big stage once more because of that disappointment with Tokyo. Of course, I want to prove myself again. And of course, I know this is the Commonwealth Games. There will be lots of Commonwealth countries coming as well. And for me, it's for them to see one of their friends, their players, being part of the British Army. You know, it's easy and it's very important for people to think about their future. And this is my future. Being a sportsman and being in the service, what else can I ask for? Well, look, you won't be the only British service personnel competing in judo. We've got Sarah Hawkes as well. So she's representing Northern Ireland. You're representing Ghana. What is it about the sport of judo? We've mentioned discipline, but what is it about the sport of judo that appeals to those in the military? It's always the talent and the discipline. So if you have the talent and you are part of the military system, you know the discipline is always going to be high. And Sarah is one of the best judo kids that I have come across and I've trained with her for so many years so I know she's also going to do all of us Northern Ireland Commonwealth everybody proud in the, in the service I know that. The army are backing you both they're backing you in particular because as I say you, you've been away from that international scene for some time so you must be terribly indebted to the military getting behind you and and seeing you through. You know, most of us are always happy to to have this support from the military from the Army Sports Control Board with my regiment without them 
I don't think we can all be proud representing and competing every week, every weekend and every month in the world. Is there a bit of banter, the fact that you are competing for Ghana? And obviously, I imagine most of your colleagues here will, will, will be backing the Brits. Of course, there is a little bit, but you know, it's the funniest way that we can walk away from it. And you're like, yeah, without them, it won't be us. Without us, they will never be them. So that is how it goes. Your hopes and expectations then ahead of Birmingham, a chance for you to show off your skills on the mats. Yes, that is the main goal, to show off who we are, what we do, daily basis every year you know judo and this and the job that we do as i said it takes you to places you shouldn't be scared of joining the military you shouldn't be scared of not doing any sports there is a lot of sports but remember take judo take the army and you'll be okay <laughs> well you've probably got your eye on on you know getting yourself up onto that podium so what do you have to do then because do you know much about your opponents I think uh, we have so many countries now <clears throat> coming in. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'll have a good draw. When you have a good draw, you know you are heading towards the final. But if you have a difficult draw, which is if you have the top players with yourself, <laughs> imagine you'll be thinking who is going to lose for you to win or who is going to win and you're going to meet them up. So it's kind of tactical. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Is there one thing that you're going to, you know, you're determined to do in Birmingham this time around after, after the, I suppose, not the disappointment of Glasgow, but the frustrations of Glasgow, the disappointment of not being able to go to Tokyo? Is there one thing that you're determined to show off? I think, I think one of my ambitions is to have so many Commonwealth countries joining the British Army. That would be my personal joy. And of course, you're not ruling yourself out of, of keeping that body going for a little bit longer. You, you might have Paris 2024 in your sights as well. Yes, Paris 24, of course. Uh, I would really like to be there. But then, as I said, I know I have the support from the regiment, Army Sports Control Board, and then the entire United Kingdom training partners all over the world. All the training camps that I go in Europe to do, the Olympic training centers. I would say thanks very much to all of them. But then, yes, 2024, Paris, sure, I'll give it a go. So in the lead-up to this Commonwealth Games, have you been able to compete? Have you been able to actually you know, do any competition? Yes, I have done a few European competitions, European camps, but that is just mainly for this competition, for the Commonwealth Games. So you've streamlined yourself, you've focused on this, and this is the big one now? This is the big one for the year. This. And, yeah, and family back home, you know, have, have you spoken to those? Yes, you know, all the family, all the friends back home, yeah, they, they're hoping to see the uh, little one growing up to be someone in the United Kingdom as the army and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be fun. They're going to enjoy it. Well, Jules, if the army needed an advert for recruitment, they He's can a, use Victor. Well, look, I tell you what, Victor is, is a big deal down at his, his regiment, 1st Battalion, the Royal Regiment of Fusiliers. They've set up his own little Joda. Uh, Jodo? Dojo, tell me. <laughs> what's a, what's a, what's a, they're extinct, aren't they? Dojo, dojo. They're extinct birds. Anyway, they've set up his own Jodo. I've done it again. Dojo, <laughs> dojo. Down, the gym has a dojo for him down at Tidworth. So he's, he's really fortunate down there. They look after him down there and he's been training really hard down at Tidworth. So yeah, he's put on, he's put on some weight. Not that you would notice. He's just bigger. Yeah. And stronger. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no when he's 100 kilograms. Well, that's been said before. But <laughs> as I say, big up to his regiment, uh, 1st Battalion, the Royal Regiment of Fusiliers. They do look after their athletes. They're very good at that. So, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can produce on the map. But it's it's just it's just time that you know competing at a high level. That's that's often the difference. And mm. if you if you haven't had an awful amount of time taking on these other athletes, then you you might be found out. But he's he's look he's left he's going to leave nothing out there. And there's the disappointment of not making it to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such yeah. a shame. But um, well, have to look, wait and we've... see. We've given you all the names. We've given you all the clues. So go and look up those forces. And we've, and we've made up some words as well in this conversation. <laughs> Dodo. Uh, yeah. And look, I mean, it really actually, do you know what really got my juices flowing for the Commonwealth Games is watching the World Athletics Championships the last week or so. Mm. Because it's like, a, it, it's so blue ribbon event, isn't it? The athletics. I'm really looking forward well, to that this, at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, this this time of year, you know, athletics, people, your, your eyes are drawn to everything track and field. I was really pleased with 400 metre runner Jessie Knight. Oh, good, If yeah. you haven't seen, she, she was running for uh, GB and Northern Ireland in the women's 4x400. A little while ago, she was going to walk away from the sport. Um, she's a primary school teacher, I think, or a teacher. And she and she sort of gave up. 2017 thought, no, I'm gonna have another go at this with with the Olympics in mind. And then when she did finally make it to the Olympics, she stumbled on her first event and mm. and tripped tripped into the hurdle, and it all went mm. wrong from there. So she didn't medal, but she's she's certainly got the potential. She's a British champion, but really pleased for her last night to come away with a world championship bronze. Anyway, well done, that's, all, that's well, all I have to say about that. Oh, I mean, obviously... well, well, well done to all the British athletes, of course. Yeah, that was your favourite moment. Mine. A bit of a cliche, but mine well, was Jake Whiteman. Yeah, <laughs> was Jake yeah. Whiteman and his dad commentating. Can you imagine yeah. that? And his, his mum dad there was as his well. coach. Yeah, I mean hmm. that was a that was amazing. But um, yeah, it's really got the juices flowing. The the relays, of course, over the last couple of days have, have been brilliant. And also, um, there's been a lot around in the in the sort of media world about the fact that it's 10 years since london 2012 and um mm. a lot of our forces athletes have been out i see heather sannings made the front cover of hello <laughs> again do you know what i this is this is this is infuriating me i had a little chat with heather and she said i'd love to come on the I'm really show really busy talk, doing shoots exactly with talk talk to you and kath but I'm, I'm i'm off sailing okay well we'll wait till you get back oh but when i get back from sailing i'm gonna be busy with work little yeah. did i know that she's appearing on the front cover of Hello yeah, her and Helen Glover and their their all their offspring um, have been on just celebrating. Brood, I think and little brood. This yeah. is actually a nice sort of segue into what's coming up next week, Jules, because um, obviously one of the athletes, triple Olympic gold medalist Pete Reed, another rower, one of um, Heather's Heather's and Helen's teammates, he's going to be our special. We're doing a special next week, a program half we're an hour on. dedicated to Pete Reed. So we're there you off go. To, we're off to see the wonderful Pete. See Absolutely. what he's up to. See, see, because he's got some new, ch a new chapter about to start in his life. Yeah, he announced that. You know, well, he announced he left the navy. Um, well, I say finally medically discharged, but I guess it came to a point where he couldn't give the navy anything more. They'd sort of given him as enough, as much support as they could. And I've always liked Pete. Injury. I've always preferred Pete to Heather. I must admit, <laughs> he's always been my favourite. Heather standing. I hope you're shaking in your rowing boots. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you <laughs> Do down they the joke. Take, take you down the, the, the dojo mat. The, the dojo mat. You just wait. You uh, wait till that dojo. Well, we've also got some live football this week, Jules. The Falklands Cup um, takes oh, place on yeah. Wednesday, um, Wednesday the 27th of July. Parachute regiment, parachute regiments versus the Royal Marines. The kickoff. Yeah, they used to do a rugby league version of this. Called oh, the okay, there you go. Called the Trafalgar Cup. Is that still going? That would be. I'm that the was wrong always a good one. 
that's my question to you. You oh. know you're the history boffin. So, well, it's um, rugby league. So Okay. Mm. Well, this is football. Kick-off yep. 7pm at Haybridge Swifts FC in Essex. And that will be live, I believe, on the Forces News Facebook. Um, cricket, the Inter-Services 40-over competition for the women takes place in Portsmouth this week. That's over three days. And Wednesday is the final day. That will be when the, the sort of two top out of the, out of the three will meet up. Um, but there is rugby league this week, Jules. Lawson Cup final in Aldershot. Tell us who's playing. I don't know. I think it's infantry versus Royal Yeah, the, the, the infantry won it last year, I think, for the first time yep. in their history. So uh, I shall, I shall, oh, I'm sure I'll be told. I'll find out. <laughs> I believe it's um, Infantry versus Royal Logistic Corps, but well, again, my research this week has not been top-notch, so um, hey, I could be wrong. Thursday, 28th of July, that'll be an order shot. Jules will be there. If that is what you want to see, go down and um, watch some rugby league as we obviously warm up to... Um, well, the, the Super League's been pretty exciting this weekend as well, um, and we'll warm up to the inter-services, which normally takes place in about September. But that is it from Forces Sport for another week. Please do email us at forcesport at bfbs.com, especially if you know any triathlon results, because I'm obviously looking in the wrong place. Um, but if there are any suggestions on future guests, any events you think we should know about, we are, of course, open to all kinds of feedback. We just want to know what's going on and how we can cover it. Don't forget, you can listen again to the weekly Forces Sport programme at bfbs.com slash podcast or on Apple, Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts um you can also the whole back catalogue of course is there plus you can also view the full interviews on the bfbs sports show youtube channel including a lovely interview that we shot with sarah hawks much earlier this year but she covers all the commonwealth games build up um and sort of where she is with injury and all that kind of stuff so do look up the bfbs sports show youtube channel for that and many other conversations with our top sporting stars forces.net is a place to go for the latest results and action and do keep an eye on our social channels bfbs sport and forces news across twitter instagram and facebook jules it's goodbye from me goodbye from you Thank you for joining us for another week. What off have you got the, planned? Uh, yes. I'm off to do some judo in the Jodo. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope to see you out in the forces sporting world this week. See you soon.